Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 60 of the Sports Run On Podcast. We're going to start out this podcast by talking about the college football to start out. Just a couple of talking points to start out for this podcast. The first one is with the with now Texas and Oklahoma now being official, officially joining the SEC. There's now been many talk about many other teams bouncing around different conferences and going to different conferences when when in some type of conference realignment. In the next five to ten years, that's going to shape college football and make it look very very different than the way that it looks than the way that it currently looks. One of those rumors was that the University of Clemson was going to be going to the as the University of Clemson and many others was going to be going to the SEC. That this I, I just want to say before this is not going to be true. We just got re- word that Clemson has denied that they that they are have inquired about a membership into the SEC conference. They the the rumor linked up both Clemson and Florida State had wanted to be able to go to the were, were rumored about going to the SEC conference as much as others, but those were the those were the two big ones, coming from this, coming from this idea or coming from this rumor. The idea was that that um that the commissioner could add Clemson, Florida State, and Notre Dame to create a super conference, which a lot of people didn't like. As I mentioned in one of my podcasts before this, it makes it very unfair for the players in that conference because they don't really have a quote-unquote off week because they're just going to be playing top five talent over and over and over again, which gives them more chance of injury and a chance of wear down whenever it comes down to the end of the season where they would need to be at the top of their game. I think that I'm kind of happy that Clemson and these other teams aren't getting on boat with this, getting on board with, should I say, with this, um, like this idea of a super conference with all these like crazy great teams making up one huge conference. I think that this, it's, I'm happy that one of these teams is not going to be jumping on the bandwagon of, of doing that. So I really think that that's good for the sport that not everybody is going to be, is going to be doing that is going to be jumping on this specific bandwagon. With that said, it's, it, it, in the year 2025, they're still going to be adding Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, which is, an, which is if you know about college football, would, you could obviously tell that this, is go, this would be a huge blow to the, the, to the Big 12 because these were two, these, a lot of people argue, which is a very, very arguable topic. I'm not going to really get into it. But a very arguable topic is the fact of what's the biggest rivalry in college football. And a lot of people say that it is Texas, Oklahoma, the Red River, um, just there's the showdown between those two teams. It's called the, 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 I'm pretty sure it's the Red River Showdown. And it's just like, it has, it's like, it's just a huge bill. College game days there are um, a good amount of the time if there's not like another top five matchup going on just because. They or a Red River Shootout. I'm pretty yeah. It's it's the Red River Shootout that is that is the name of this um game versus of this uh, matchup versus Texas and Oklahoma. It's the it's the it's yeah. It's the, I'm pretty sure it's the Red River Shootout. So with this said, it's real. It's going to be like these these two teams were staples from the Big Twelve. They were. Just for the for the longest time, they were um, or no, it is the Red River Showdown. Oh, man, I, I really messed up on that one, but right, yeah, it's the Red River Showdown. It's comprised the Red River Showdown, the showdown between these two, Texas and Oklahoma. So I just I really I think that it's going it as I was saying, it's just going to be a big blow to the Big Twelve Conference as a whole. Just going based off the fact of how this is going to look so different for the for this conference. 
whenever the year 2025 comes. Do I think that there are going to be teams such as maybe WVU and other teams that are going to be out of the conference by that point? So do I think they'll be the only change? I don't think so. With the, with the realignment that's happening currently, I highly doubt that they're going to be the only team that, had, that something like this happens to. With that also said, a more college football news of a team already in the SEC is Alabama. Coach Nick Saban has signed a new deal worth at least $84.8 million, meaning he will be the coach of the Crimson Tide for the next eight years. So if you thought he was going anywhere, he was not. He, he's, he, with, his, with his seven national championships that he's won, he will not be, he will not be going anywhere. He he he's won yeah seven national championships and is set to make eight point seven million dollars this year with an annual raise of four hundred thousand. That includes two hundred seventy five thousand base salary and eight and eight point four two five million in personal service talents and fees, which which are which just go to him. He is turning seventy on October thirty first, where he where he can receive an eight hundred thousand dollar completion bonus each February twenty eighth through twenty twenty six, totaling up to four million dollars in his contract. His pay, which is not counting bonuses of the 2028-2029 season, would be, uh, which would be equal up to the ability of giving him $11.5 million, which is just a crazy amount of money for this coach. I mean, obviously, people, he was scheduled to make $9.3 million last year, which catch him as college football, high, college football, which makes sense. He's high, the highest paid coach in college football, according to the USA Today database for college football salaries. And they, he was one of only a couple. He was one of a couple coaches that did top the eight million mark with Ed Oregano, who's the LSU coach, Clemson, who I talked about before, Dabo Sweeney, and Michigan's Jim Harbaugh, also all top eight million dollars based off this USA Today database having to do with the salaries of college football coaches. So if you thought there was any chance that they were going to, get, if you thought that even with him getting older, that there was any chance that Saban was going to be done anytime soon, this pretty much squashed any belief that they, that he was going to be leaving coaching or just leaving Alabama in general anytime soon. So now that that just says, and that's just going to add. I mean, obvious. And with with this contract, we'll go through the 2025 season. Meaning that the, that whenever he is coach of Alabama under this contract, he will be playing against Oklahoma and Texas, depending on how the alignment of the SEC goes with the East and the West. Because obviously, if you didn't know, right now the SEC is split up. Like unlike the Big Twelve and some of these other conferences, the SEC is split up into East West, like some of these conferences are. Some are, some aren't. It just some conferences are and some conferences aren't. It just depends on the preference of the conference and the commissioner and just the other people who are in charge of putting together these these Power Five conferences in collegiate sports. With that said, we're not going to be moving on to the NFL. It's going to be a very high football-themed episode, as I'm guessing you could already see. As we are going to be going on over everything you missed, including many different ideas having to do with the with the NFL offseason. We just talked about the I uh, gave you a couple talking points for the NCAA offseason, and now this is going to be the NFL offseason. If you didn't know, Aaron Rodgers, even with the even with some of the things that he said about the Green Bay Packers organization, he will be he will be. Um, coming back to the team for he'll be back for his 17th season with the Packers, despite having a fallout, which means they may have one. It's looking like they're going to have one more run for a Super Bowl together because it says in his contract that they have voided they voided the 2023 year contract, meaning that this after this contract he gets to make his decision on where he wants to go. And in some cases, some people have actually also offered 
to um, go for him to retire. He's admitted that he has considered retiring. It's not looking like at this point that he's going to retire. I don't think in my personal opinion, but obviously I don't know for a fact if he's thinking about retiring or not retiring. I don't think that he will. I think that I do, but I, without a doubt, I think this is going to be a, a last um, last ride kind of, or a last dance, if you put it in basketball terms, last dance for these um, this Green Bay to really make a run for the Super Bowl with Rodgers. A way that they've given him a, a in some what some people call a peace offering is they've added um, Randall Cobb, who is a receiver. As if you didn't know, the Packers are notorious for not giving Rogers drafting re- receivers for Aaron Rodgers, even though you have a Hall of a reigning MVP uh, uh, quarterback. Obviously, they do have Devontae Adams. He is also looking. He's also come out and said stuff to the sort of if Rodgers is leaving, he's mostly going to be gone too. So, which is why. It's kind of looking like a Jordan and Pippen scenario for the Chicago Bulls, where if one leaves, the other leaves, meaning, and it's looking like the one's leaving, so that would just entail a last dance type of scenario that going forward for the Green Bay Packers to see if this is one of their last chances to be able to win a Super Bowl with the with this dynamic duo of Rodgers and Devontae Adams. A quarterback that did decide to hang it up is Drew Brees. He did this earlier, finishing the NFL's all-time leader with 80,358 passing yards after a 20-year career, which was leading the Saints to their first Super Bowl appearance and victory. It's looking like, without a doubt, he's going to be a sure, fall, uh, a sure ballot Hall of Famer. Some of the other notable retirements that you'd, that you'd know of from past years would be Phillip Rivers, and Alex Smith as quarterback. Some of the receivers is Julian Edelman and Demarius Thomas. Julian Edelman was a big one for the Patriots. Tight ends Jason Witten and Greg Olson, who are definitely Hall of Famers, I have no doubt. Um, offensive lineman Marquise Pouncey, Mike Pouncey, who are brothers, said they wanted to uh, retire together. Mike Iupta and Anthony Catanzo. And then, and then linebackers Thomas Davis and Sean Lee. And then the kicker, what, who a lot would argue, if not, if is one of the best kickers, if not the best kicker of all time, Adam Vinatieri. A lot might argue that they think Justin Tucker could be the best kicker of all time. In my personal opinion, it's Adam Vinatieri. I think he is the he is the best one. He's the best kicker of all time. That's just my own personal opinion. Or yeah, Adam Vinatieri is the best of all time. So lost my train of thought there. Moving on to the next point is um, Deshaun Watson. He's he's. In April, the first of 23 lawsuits was filed against him with allegations of sexual assault and sexually inappropriate behavior during massage sessions, with 10 women filing complaints with the Houston police, two of them who hadn't filed lawsuits against Watson. So it's, and now, uh, that now if you didn't know, they're asking, they're, and before the allegations, Watson had already requested a trade from the Texans. And it's looking like for this trade that they're going to, the Texans are asking for at least a pick and a couple players. So, which is why a lot of people think it's just absolutely crazy for somebody that is, is in this much hot water to be asking for, like, not even being, not even having a Super Bowl to put, like, to, to talk about, like, or that he has taken his team to. A lot of people are thinking that it, this is a huge amount to ask coming from someone who has not really shown like he's shown himself to be good, but he has absolutely not shown himself to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at this time. With that said, I don't I don't know exactly. This Watson up for me a lot. I feel like a lot of people feel like this just could be a toss up of how this whole Watson dispute ends between the Texans organization and Deshaun Watson. I think it's going to be interesting to see how. This ends, and if a team will take a chance on him. 
Another trade rumor that has been fueled is um, Russell Wilson to ex- ex- express frustration that he's been taking and has requested more money to be a stay in Seattle quarterbacks. Obviously, these these court or stay in, stay with Seattle and be their quarterback. Obviously, the, these um, these different NFL players know how many hits they're going to be taking, and they need us. And getting at an older age, such as Rodgers, Wilson, now Bray, Tom Brady, to name a few, they're getting more specific about trying to play longer years. And to be able to play longer years, you have to take less hits. Like there, there's no way around it. You just you have to take less hits and less. You have to be more less physical for these guys because they are getting into an older age playing. 10 plus seasons of this sport, which is very physically taxing on your body. So he is definitely that he, he's saying, but the fact that his agent publicly disclosed the only four teams that he would play for in the event of a trade uh, underscored the tension would be the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Those have been the four that he's talked about playing for. But it's just like he's really he's asking for a lot more money to be able to stay there with the hits that they have been taking up to this point. Up, up next, going through a couple of the other ones, is Dak Prescott. He ended up getting paid, and with, with a, well, a lot of people thought was more money than he should have got. The Cowboys finally guaranteed him a four-year contract worth $160 million, including 126 of that $160 million guaranteed. It also includes an NFL record $66 million signing bonus, which is a record for the entire NFL, which is just crazy to me. Which I just I don't think that Dak Prescott. You can let me know. You can you can let me know by tweeting at me on Twitter at SportsRunOn if you think that this deal was worth it. And he also might be coming off a compound that would it might be coming off a compound ankle fracture. But after such an, a massive extension, the pressure will be on him to become the first quarterback since Troy Aikman to take Dallas to a Super Bowl. So it's uh, there's just gonna be so much pressure on him to be able to take them a, a decent ways with this with this crazy contract and especially especially the guaranteed money that they're giving him. Another quarterback to sign an extension who did take his uh, take his team to Super Bowl is Tom Brady. He signed a one year contract extension with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which will tie him with the team through the 2022 season and his 45th birthday. The restructure of his contract saved the Buccaneers 19 million dollars against the salary cup, which allowed them to keep the bulk of their Super Bowl team together. As him, Breeze, and other quarterbacks have done, these quarterbacks are taking cuts to be able to keep a team together because it mat- because they're so rich at this point that the Super Bowl wins matter more than the actual money that they're going to be making each year. That, with that said, Brady's former team, the New England Patriots, after Brady's winning the Super Bowl with them, New England Patriots won on a free agent spending spree, as most would call it, saying an NFL record for $163 million in guaranteed money doled off in just a single offseason. Which is and and the first domino to fall was actually actually came via a trade. The Los Angeles Raiders for offensive tackle Trent Brown, who already owned a Super Bowl ring, preventing Brady's blind side in years prior in New England three years ago. In addition, they brought back Cam Newton, signed tight end Josh J- Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, and rushers Matt Matt Judon and Kyle Van Noy, among several other potential key players. They also look like they got thrown their future quarterback in Alabama's Mac Jones at the, at the 15th pick in this in this draft. So I think this is big, and I think this without that, this money is really going to help help the New England be a contender. With now looking like it, with the AFC East is looking like Buffalo is looking like a front runner, as with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. This is really going to help them try to get back into contention more with the Bills, who are looking at this point looking like some may even say a Super Bowl candidate. 
one of the last points that we're going to be going into, obviously I'll keep you I'll keep you updated. So keep listening to the podcast. I'll keep you updated going forward on the truth on the big trades that are going to be happening going leading up to, as we're very close to the NFL season. The last couple will also be quarterbacks we're going to be talking about today's episode are the Rams. The Rams have swapped quarterbacks. They, um, the Los Angeles Rams picked up quarterback Matthew Stafford in a trade with Detroit Lions in exchange for quarterback Jared Goff. So Jared Goff's on the Lions. Matt Stafford is on the Rams. I think without a doubt the Rams won this this trade. I think that Matthew Stafford has shown his worth way more than Jared Goff has over the years. Do I think Goff still has a chance to show his worth? Absolutely. But do I think... That it that 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 he's shown enough worth to make it so that you'd feel like Detroit won this trade. No, I think that this, without a doubt, was Los Angeles. Los Angeles definitely won this trade. And now the last one we're talking about, which is a very current issue, is the Eagles send Wentz to Indy. Is the line of it because the Philadelphia Eagles send quarterback Carson Wentz to Indianapolis Colts for a third round pick in this year's. And this year's draft and an additional 2022 conditional pick that could be a first rounder if Wentz starts the bulk of this season. The conditional pick will be the first rounder if Wentz plays at least 75% of the Colts' offensive snaps or if he plays at least 70% of the snaps and the Colts reach the playoffs. Otherwise, the second rounder. See, so it's kind of a it's kind of a give and take thing, which a lot of people like to write into these contracts. Like, we're not going to give we're not going to give you a first rounder as this conditional pick if Wentz gets injured and doesn't play. Ironically, I say that because he did. He suffered a foot injury in the Colts' opening week of training camp and is expected to be out for five to twelve weeks. In late 2017, once also tore an ACL, where the Eagles ended up going on to win the Super Bowl to, by Nick Foles, with Tom, where they were able to beat Tom Brady. What, he then signed extension, which included $107 million guaranteed to him. So I think that I, I I mean obviously the big question now is how many snaps is he going to play because still coming back from this he's going to be able to play enough snaps. I think the math definitely does still work out, but I still think that it's going it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out to see how much bang for the buck the the Eagles the Eagles get because a first round pick and a second round pick are two very different things like two two first round pick uh well a, a third round pick and then a second round pick sounds a lot worse than having a third round pick and coming back and and kind of the bulk of it being that first round pick like you get a lot of more bulk out of the first round pick out of a trade than getting a third and a second round pick With that said, this wraps up Season 2, Episode 60 of the Sports Run On Podcast.